Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and perhaps the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way across the pond is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. Good evening, Ron. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, okay. I should warn you that uh, this show could get rowdy because I'm sitting here with the gin and tonic, so... Uh, Whatever. Might get a bit uh, fighty later. <laughs> so, anyways, um, in the 60s and 70s, there was this woman, uh, Rosemary Brown. Are you familiar with her from the UK? Name's familiar. Give me some more to jog my memory. She was a uh, musical medium? Uh, no. Not really. No. Um, doesn't really ring very many bells. Oh, well, bells. you know, it was you know f- fairly modern era. That's why I thought you yeah. might. Um, but anyways, uh, basically, she claimed that she was channeling f- different composers. And ah, yeah, Let's, yeah. And, it was the uh, name that wasn't. I didn't. The name didn't Chapman. gel. Yeah. But yes, the uh, yes, I'm aware of the of the medium um but they say the name didn't gel yeah she uh, she claimed to uh, be able to channel several of the uh, most famous classical composers of all times including as you say Chopin, Bach uh, and she wrote several um she wrote 400 yeah no i mean like big pieces um what are they called what are they called what, what are the composers right sympathies that's it she wrote yep. several sympathies yep there you go and, a sympathetic uh, medium over 400 uh, works, new works, according to her. And uh, she wrote a book, of course, uh, Unfinished yeah. Sympathies, Voices from Beyond. And uh, it seems like Franz Litz was the one that was predominant. Uh, you know, she actually had uh, channeled him when she was a young child, and then he came back after she got married. But she died in 2001, so she's, you know, this is not too long ago. Yeah, I say. I mean, we have a long history of people channeling stuff. Um, you know, famous authors, um, Oscar Wilde, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, have all written books posthumously. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle. Sorry? Have you ever looked at any of these books? Uh, I have. I have many of them on the bookshelf. Um, I mean, well, I mean, so you you must have some of Arthur Conan Doyle's works as well, right? Well, he, so. he yeah. Well, I have some of his books, but. Um, yes, but beyond beyond death, uh, Conan Doyle never dictate. Um, he he communicated a lot about spiritualism um, under the guise of White Cloud, um, and he he dictated a great deal of information about Summerland, the afterlife, as he called it, um, through several through several mediums. Uh, the works were written down. Um, in fact, I'm just trying to see if my headphones will actually reach to grab one. No, I can't. Not without pulling the headphones off and causing That's chaos. Right. No problem. Um, but he did. He he dictated several works um, posthumously. Well, um, I mean, the, the question I was going to ask you. 
<laughs> yeah, the question I was going to ask you is uh, if you've seen his original works and then seen these works that were dictated, were they in any, uh, you know, were they similar in any fashion or, or way? Well, first of all, writing subject, style, for instance, well, the subject matter was radically different because Doyle uh, posthumously wasn't communicating in in terms of writing fiction. Um, he was he was directly helping the spiritualist movement by uh, giving the mediums, the spiritualists, information about uh, the afterlife, what, uh, what was called Summerland. Uh, so he was helping, actively assisting spiritualism rather than writing new fiction. He, I, if he wrote fiction, I'm not aware of any. I certainly don't have any fiction. It's certainly possible that he did. Uh, but he definitely, uh, posthumously, is alleged to have communicated uh, and dictated information uh, right. under the pseudonym of White Cloud. Very interesting. Um, I'll try anyways, and reach one. If we get a no, 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 it's okay. the ad break, I'll try and make a grab. No, no, because we're, we're going on to a different subject anyway, so oh, I wouldn't okay. worry about it. So, right. anyways, uh, joining us now uh, is uh, someone who you've met before, and of course I know pretty well, and she is uh, Salem Witch and Paranormal Investigator Kelly Spangler. Hi, Kelly. How are Hi, you? How are you today? Good. How are How's, you? I'm very well. It's good to catch up with you again, and hopefully we'll we'll come down to Salem and say hi properly um, instead of having to go up to VZ this time around. Come well, actually, she, yeah, she, she she'll be at VZ. I know, I know. But last year, the first year I came across, we actually went down into Salem uh, where Kelly does her readings and Janet, Saint Janet, and I was introduced to Kelly for the first time, and then of course uh, I've met her subsequently. Um, and I keep wanting to go back to Sarah because I've got to pick up some T-shirts for the boys. Kelly, hint, remind oh, me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> remind me. Just so you know, I am having a little hot of hearing um, right now. So if I say, repeat that, that's only only because I can't hear you. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Maybe we can have uh, Casey work on that. Then hopefully uh, he can straighten that out. Sure. Well, uh, anyway, my ear is boxed, so. <laughs> oh, I, don't think, I, don't well, I guess he's not going to help on there. <laughs> Actually, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm probably just going to grab headphones, so I should be able to be fine. There you go. Okay. Okay. All right. So, anyways, Kelly, you are, of course, going to be joining us up at uh, Spirit Quest this year, September 18th through the 20th. And uh, in addition to you, of course, there's, there's going to be uh, Steve will be there. I will be there. Um, Roxy Zwicker, Josh Mantello, uh, God, Tim from uh, Salem Night Tours there. Uh, let's see who else is going up. Uh, oh, Leslie Martin will be there again, of course. Uh, ah, it's just the great and the good of New England. Oh, Christy Parrish, too, which is – she's uh, really interesting. She designs equipment uh, from – ghost hunting equipment with common everyday items, which is kind of interesting. So uh, she'll be doing a workshop up there. Yeah, she'll be doing a workshop up there, which is kind of neat. So uh, I'm I'm kind of – I had her at my paranormal study group, and she was totally awesome. So uh, I'm really excited to seeing her again as well. And, you know, we're going to have readers there. You'll be reading. uh, Roxy will be doing readings as well as uh, Leslie as well. And uh, we have vendors. Circles of Wisdom will be there. I was going to uh, say, I could do a few readings, but they'd be rubbish. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we could do, yeah, we could, have, we could have a special table for me. We could just do readybadreadings.com. 
Yeah, bad readings. You pay them to sit down. Yeah, I'll pay that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just. Yeah, I'll. I'll just. Yeah, it it won't go well. So Kelly, what are you going to be doing up at Spirit Quest? Well, I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be doing a class on uh, prosperity magic. And basically, oh, it's, uh, it's a money spell, and it, it's real. It, it's for quick money, meaning not long-term money. Like if you need something quick, this is mm-hmm. the spell to use, and you'll get what you need. Oh, um, there you go. Right. Every I'm time in for I that. use it, every time I use it, it works. I mean, it doesn't I'm come like that. you know thousands of dollars, but it'll get you what you actually need. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do for me. It'll get. It'll help get me home again, anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm going to do that class. We're going to do the um, the witch's bonfire. Yeah, um, let's talk a little bit about the witch's bonfire. About. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, what are your plans on that? Okay, so basically we'll, we'll be obviously outside, and we'll we'll surround a bonfire. I suggest if anybody has any instruments like drums, uh, you know, basically just like a drum or something like that would be fine. Uh, to, to kind of raise the spirits around the circle. Uh-huh. And basically what we're doing is honoring the spirits of place. And, um, you know, so I'll conduct a little ritual around the fire and throw some herbs within the fire and do some chanting. And, and then we'll all partake and, and kind of chanting together with the drums and all that. And it, it'll be really interesting. Yeah, if, I, I'm hoping to be a, a part of that as well. And that I want to do it... Um a spell for uh, a spirit to appear, if that's okay yes, with you, spirit. Kelly. That's that spell, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that a... one, that's a deleted spell, the one that Sandra did. Now, uh, this was one that um, I think, uh, what was her name? Allie. Allie gave me, I believe. Uh, I believe. Oh, okay. I... Is it a different spell than the one you used I... before? No, it's it's the it's the same spell: earth, uh, wind, and fire, and water. And uh, it, you know, we had some interesting results, to say the least. So, uh, yeah. Hang on a minute. Like... I object. I object. You wouldn't let me do the summoning the devil spell ceremony. Right. <laughs> I have you, Kelly. You're I, gonna, I, you're I, gonna, I, gonna I, be there. Hang on a minute, Ron. Kelly, I, when when we when Ron first talked about the idea of Spirit Quest and and uh, the, and having you involved, I thought it was a really cool idea because I've got a, a yeah, I've got a, a 17th yes, the gin and tonic. I've got a 17th century uh, spell um, used by witches in England uh, for summoning the devil, and uh, we were going to try. I, I wanted to try it, uh, but Ron said it wasn't. Allowed. Yeah, but you had to kill a small boy, and I don't think that was. No, uh... no, no. You're getting muddled up with Harry Price, where he turned a go- tried to turn a goat into a small boy. But we, oh, hey, we could okay. do that one. We could do that one. I have that one as well. I don't well, think we want to summon the devil at the at the. Oh, <laughs> that place is oh, active enough. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that place is too active. You'd be trying to up way more than you need. <laughs> oh, it's like the uh, it's like the bonfire when Ron told me the idea about the bonfire. I, because I, being English, I got completely the wrong idea and thought we were going to burn a witch. And, um, <laughs> you know, so hey, what can I, I have say? have to work, but you can't burn me. <laughs> See, this is this is actually <laughs> this is actually why we're having spirit quest because a lot of these things that we talked about, you know, some of the devil burning a witch and all that stuff. We're going to look at, you know, yes, why people believe that and stuff. And, and so it, it's, it's to get rid of the, 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 the stigma to it. But it's also, you know, we're going to look at it at the same time. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, people I mean, believe it, did they? 
Yeah, I mean, being absolutely serious for a minute, the, uh, the, the subject of the two talks that I'll be giving at Spirit Quest are exactly that. One will be looking at uh, the historical context of European witchcraft, which, of course, uh, transfers across the Atlantic to New England uh, and becomes uh, embedded in the New England culture. Um, so we'll be looking at that. And the, the second talk is actually looking uh, directly at the links between uh, the devil and witchcraft. So uh, we will be examining those in, in some exactly. detail, hopefully. Sensibly and seriously. Although, you know... <laughs> I still think we should be able to summon him up. Well, feel free. Feel free. You said we'll, I couldn't. Make we'll watch you burn. Up. We'll watch you burn. We have no problem. Hey. <laughs> he a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> El Diablo, nice man. I, I will be doing a lot of fun, I can see. I will be doing actually a couple of workshops myself. One of them, of course, is going to be on the uh, Witchboard. Which, uh, for those who don't know, Witchboard was a 1982 cult classic horror movie. Uh, so I have a, a replica of the Witchboard used in the uh, uh, movie itself. So uh, we're going to be using that. It's basically a Ouija board section, but we're going we're gonna to look at it from a different little angle on it. So I'm excited about that. And my other one uh, will be automatic writing and uh, the use of the writing planchette. In fact, those who take the uh, the workshop will will get a uh, writing planchette to take home with them as well. So it's going to be kind of neat. They're like mini skateboards, aren't they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're like sort of like. Hey, there's a thought. I just had a great idea for some a new a new ghost hunting experiment, folks. You've, I mean, just popped straight into my head. It might be fueled by gin and tonic, but instead of this, all sit around the table and you know, like push a glass round. Why don't we fit a marker pen to the front of a skateboard? We already have the human pendulum. Let's have the human planchette. There you go. Just go for it. Skate round the room on a large sheet. Feel of paper. free. Feel oh, free. Wouldn't that be a medium? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That would be that would be me. <laughs> but seriously, Kelly, we do I over here. We have groups. That. Yeah, I mean, seriously, over here, Kelly, we have groups doing the human pendulum, uh, yeah. where they're using a member of the team as a, as a pendulum device. So, hey, why not have the human planchette with a skateboard and a marker pen? It could be done. A, a, a skateboard, you know, you wouldn't use a skateboard. It's it's not. Uh... Yeah, it's not flexible enough. You, I, I have. To, you just get rid of the human factor altogether and, and get a, a Roomba a vacuum, and uh, that would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the modern day broom. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, a modern broom. There you go. Attach a attach a to a Roomba. Yeah, that's so cool. Ron, that's the next piece of ghost tech. We can have that on uh, on a. We can set up a website for that. Make hundreds. I'm sure. Actually, you know what? We might just try that. I might, if I can get well, my hands on a Roomba. I know my mom had one before she died, so I'm not sure what happened to it. We've, uh, we've said it out loud on radio, so uh, I expect yeah. one, I expect a group to have done it on YouTube by the weekend. Yeah, probably. Anyway. So, anyways, Kelly, uh, another thing we're going to be doing, which is I'm really excited about, too, is the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt. You know what? See all these connotations for witches and in, in in all the uh, names of everything? <laughs> Uh, but the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, of course, taken from the movie, would be an outdoor ghost hunt, which will be exciting. And, and this is going to be kind of the witches versus the muggles, right? Yes. It'll be fun. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting. 
So you, and I love think- those woods over there. I mean, during the day they're freaky, never mind at night. So I mean, we'll obviously we'll have to have some kind of, you know, we'll have lighting or whatever somewhere. But oh, you'll much. never know what the woods at night. Not much. Well, I remember my first encounter with the woods at Beasy. It was um, just like, as I said, I think I said at the time, it's just like walking onto the set of a Stephen King movie. Um, it's a really atmospheric place, and just sitting out there in the afternoon uh, sunshine, you can feel it had an ambiance about it. I, mean, I think it, you know, the woods, the 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 location up on the hillside, the building. Um, I think it's the perfect location, and I think people coming along will feel that. I wouldn't say I, I I wouldn't use the word atmosphere, but ambiance definitely for sure. Um, you know, it has it is just like walking on the set of a Stephen King movie. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, one of the trails is actually called the Ghost Trail, which is pretty interesting. I mean, I didn't make that up. That's the actual name sure. of the trail. So uh, trail of the goats. Yeah. That's a bit weird. Not go- See, were, ghost. Was was it you that I was sitting with, um, having I, sitting down and? having a cigarette and, and looking at the, the swing set and all of a sudden this one swing just started swinging by itself. Were you yeah. with me? Yeah. Wasn't that crazy? Like, that we're just was... sitting there. There's no wind. There's no reason for this. All of a sudden, the swing just stops going by itself. Was well, it, even that? I mean, even just that one simple thing and that location with the woods sort of drifting off. Um, and as you sit on the edge looking over the horizon uh, because you, you're in that elevated position, um, so you're completely unaware of any buildings nearby, or it's just a fabulous location and the perfect location to for Spirit Quest. And with this theme and the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, I think it's going to be one cr- cr- really cool night. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, uh, and the interesting thing too is the trail, of course, goes by the the uh, pond uh, there, which is kind of interesting too because uh, water is a great, you know, uh, what's the word I'm saying. Um, but it's, it's always had a long connection with the paranormal. Yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have. I, I wrote many years ago this idea, this water tape theory. But if you go back through paranormal research, paranormal history, uh, even paranormal folklore and um, fiction, there has always been a very strong uh, link between water, the sea, rivers, ponds, bridges, and uh, lighthouses as well. And and the paranormals, ghost stories and apparitions. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. If you haven't booked your tickets for Spirit Quest, (laughs) you're going to miss out. Right. By the end of of July, there's a special going on right now. You save $80 off a weekend pass. So, uh, and July 31st. So, go to our website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So, check it out. Walk, fly, crawl, use your broomstick. Yeah. However you can get there. You're still going to regret not going. It's really Spe- cool. You know, speaking about broomsticks, Kelly, you're doing something down at uh, Omen, uh, a class on – I'm quite not sure what, what it's about. It's something to do about broomsticks, wasn't it? Yeah, it's on um, Saturday, August 15th. I'm doing a class on – it's called Broom Making, the history, of, history and folklore of the broom. And so basically the first – it's two-hour class. The first hour I will be, uh, you know – Demonstrating different brooms, I will uh, share folklore. Flying, flying around the room. I'm gonna fly it. I'm gonna fly around the room. the room, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, the first hour is talking about the history, the folklore of the brooms. You don't understand how much folklore comes out of just the broom itself, you know. Um, and then yeah. the second half, then we take a break. And the second half, 
I'm going to have the class construct their own magical broom uh, from scratch. And um, then we'll do a little blessing at the end, kind of, you know, get the brooms all energized, and then you can take their broom home with them. Yeah. So it'll be great. It can be $40 per person. So if you want to go, it'll be at Omen Psychic Power in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad. And they yeah, can take the bro- they, they get a broom to take home? Yes. Yep. Holy it's going to be That's... from scratch. So they, they put the broom together. Then they're going to put on their magical purposes, you know, um, herbs or charms or whatever. You know, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff there. Um, I do suggest if someone has, a, you know, a, a, a glue gun to bring their own because um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to have too many of those. So if you have one, to bring one. Otherwise, I didn't know you which know, has had glue guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in the 1600s? Glue guns, wires. <laughs> well, these days, to put on your magical items, you might need some wire and some glue. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I just, Kelly, Kelly, can I, well, it's, it's actually, it's a sort of a, uh, both of you, really, it's uh, it, the word. Um, broom is, is what we all, well, I mean, we all know what you, exactly what you're talking about, but over here, witches tend to refer to them a lot as besoms. Is that the same in America? Yeah, that's well, right. I call them Bethlehem. It's, it, that's actually one of the things that I put in the pamphlet. Right. Is that it, okay. it, it is called a Bethlehem, yes. Right. Cool. I just wanted to, because, you know, we, we over here, you know, they're, they're often, a broom is something for sweeping the yard, and a besom or a besom is one of these handmade bundles of twig jobs. Um, and a yeah. lot of Wicca folk, which is, uh, make that, do you make that distinction? I just wanted to make that clear. I wasn't too sure. Whatever. Oh, yeah. That's what I have. I have that listed in the um, actual on no. Omen's website. It says, it says that. Cool. Um, cool. So nope. that's one of the then, things, like, some people don't know. They actually have a different name. There's different purposes for the broom, you know. Um, there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do uh, spell casting, and, and, and do you have to go into, a like, an alpha state or anything, or, or do you do that? Uh, and you like your normal state? I always go into alpha state when I do magic. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's like being one with spirit when you get there. And, it, you know, now I can just get into it in a second. You know, like when you're first starting out doing magic, you know, you get to practice alpha, you learn, I, you know, you do your countdowns and all that. Now I can just, boom, I'm in alpha. <laughs> you know, right. so I'm like, everything's shut off and I'm just magical and that's it. And everything's just kind of you know, is that this nice state? You know, you, so yeah, you, you have to be into alpha. And people don't really, uh, you know, they don't understand the difference between, like, for instance, beta state and alpha state. I mean, they're just kind of like uh, that's something that they don't, they know they they hear it, but they they really don't know what it what it means. And it's it's basically about cycles. Uh, uh, and. Right. Is this right, Steve, or am I getting this wrong? Something like you, uh, you, you dead right, but I mean, overly simplistic. They're actually real brain waves, um, different states right. of the brain. Isn't it like they, like fourteen to twenty-seven is beta, and something like uh, I forget what the other one is, eight to thirteen, or something like that is uh, alpha. Well, well, they actually, they, I mean, they're sort of grouped into. You have the lowest frequency of a lot, which is half a hertz, about three hertz. If I remember right, they called the delta wave. Then above that is the theta wave, which goes around just. It's just shy of 10 hertz. Uh, then the alpha wave, which you're talking about, which is um, sort of middling, 8, eight to 10 to 15-ish. 
okay. above that you've got the beta, the gamma waves. They are actually real brain waves. It's how the brain operates. These are part right. of the electrical impulses that race through the brain and what surgeons, neurosurgeons, uh, neurologists will, will look for when they're doing a brain scan. Yeah, because, you know, we, we throw that term about somewhat often and people don't understand it a lot. So I'm yeah, glad you I mean, brought that up. The alpha wave is, is, is the dominant thought wave. You know, it's the one that's dominant when um, people are calm and uh, sort of alert, ready to go to do stuff. Um, you've got other sort of the normal day-to-day ones of the beta waves, the lower down ones, uh, the delta waves. Um, they're sort of um, sleep, <laughs> unconscious, dreamless sleep, I think. And then above that, you've got the theta waves, etc. So it goes up the scale. The more active your brain, the higher it, faster the little energy magic moonbeams rush about. So, Kelly, I mean, you talked about when you first did it, you used to do countdown and stuff. But someone who's just trying to learn to go into alpha, uh, how would you, what would you recommend for them? Jen? Well, usually you count down, um, you know, using colors, coordinating, you know, like the track of colors, um, and go down from 10 to 1. And by the time you hit 1, slowly, of course, you know, um, and just each, you know, you take the number 10 and then you associate it with a color and then, you, you know, with your eyes closed and you do that with each number all the way down to one. And by the time you get to one, you slowly open your eyes and you should feel kind of dreamlike, you know, and that's when you know you've made it into alpha, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's the easiest way for people to do it. Um right. Or just basically, you know, just numbers alone or even letters. Um, just kind of closing your eyes and vision that number or that letter, that color in your mind mm-hmm. and going from 10 to 1. And then you're all set. That's how yeah. you do it. I mean, that, that's how I learned through Sean. That's how I always did it. Um, and it seems to be the best way to, to you know, for, for someone that's just learning as well, that's easiest. Right. I know I have my automatic uh, writing and uh, and uh, writing planchette thing going tonight, and uh, I'm lucky because I have a, a hypnotist who's uh, actually taken the the, the uh, class, so it'll be easy for me. Oh, that's great! And then they can put you into alpha. Yeah, they could just bring us right down into it. So I'm yeah. excited excited about that. So, anyways, uh, I know we're coming up to the break, but. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about as far as, you know, uh, I guess, and, and do, you, do you have to be in the right frame of mind when you cast spells? Yes, you do. I mean, it, it actually, you know, it really depends on what kind of spell you're casting as well. You know, like say I'm having, you know, I, I really, I really don't suggest doing spells when you're, you know, not feeling well or you've had a really, really bad day. You know, um, mm-hmm. unless, of course, you're doing, you know, magic to hurt someone, then you're okay. <laughs> but I, I don't suggest that. But, but otherwise, like, if you want to do, you know, I just want to come on here and send some healing to someone, or I want to do some money magic or love spell or whatever. Um, yeah, you have to be in a good space. You have to really, like, you know, put yourself in a meditative state as well. Okay. So if you have any agitation around you and you're just, yeah. like, in a rotten mood, I suggest... So anyways, we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons, Ron Kolick, our special guest, uh, Kelly Spangler, will be right after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Planet Paranormal, Power X, and beyond. 
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Kolek, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. And we're here at the elegant Benford Hall, the Downton Abbey of all menace. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles and Next Generation. On Toginet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tune-in app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for two. Part two. Ghost Chronicles International, and you join the gin-soaked ghost hunter from West Wales. And an equally... Rain-soaked, sunburned, I don't know, ghost hunter from New England. And our special guest tonight is New England Salem witch, Kelly Spangler, a good friend to both Ron and myself, though Lord knows why. Oh, there you go. There we go. That was a short introduction. See, I, I'm trying to, we're trying to slick it up a bit tonight because normally Ron takes about 15 minutes to do the opening intro to the show. We have some questions and comments from the chat room that we do need to deal with. Uh, first of all, uh, lots going on about, lots of people chattering about uh, the filming of Ghostbusters 3 in, in and around Boston, uh, which is taking place. And uh, a call out for extras. 
Um, so it's being filmed in Ipswich, Massachusetts, etc., etc. So Ron, if you want to get along there, more dressing up. You like? I, I know how much you like your dressing up, but. Um, and some comments relating to um, our conversation earlier about besoms, besoms, and brooms. That uh, that that the broom or besom chooses you, Kelly. Um, rather than you choose the broom. But I'm guessing if you're making it, then it's kind of... I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear what you just said. Oh, we had a I comment apologize. that somebody says that the, the broom chooses you um, in terms of um, besoms or brooms. Okay, well, I that that is the case with some people, but I, I like to let people learn how to create their own magical items, their own tools. So that's why I'm creating this class. Uh-huh. I've done it before. It was very successful. And it's, it's kind of putting all your own magic into it, other than someone else putting it in for you. You understand? So, yeah, yeah. yes, people like to go out, like tarot cards. They like to pick their own cards. They like to pick their own candles or call to them. But sometimes it's always nice to have something that you've created from scratch with your own magical purposes, and that's what this class is for. Cool. And uh, on that sort of same idea about casting spells, we have a comment from uh, Nathan. Uh, A paranormal investigator should not investigate when sick or in a bad mood. I guess that lets me off most of the time because 30 seconds after walking onto most public ghost hunts, I come out in a really bad mood. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm completely the wrong person to be investigating the paranormal then, at least on public (laughs) (laughs) ghost. It just makes me cross. When when they get the K2 meters out and all dress in the body armor and the SWAT gear and it's like, oh, here we go again, it's going to be more of the same. So I know you're an investigator, um, Tigley. You, you you do some. We, we talked about it, uh, Spirit Quest, but you, you're also an active paranormal investigator. Yes, I have my own team, Salem Spirit Seekers. Okay, there was a lead. Yeah, I was going to say I was hoping you'd give us a bit more. Then tell us uh, the sort of cases that you do. I'm guessing in and around Salem. But, I mean, does Salem, because of its history of witchcraft, does it have? Um, you know, particularly um, more apparitions, more types of paranormal uh, activity going on? Is it related to the events of the 17th century there? Well, the film is very, very active. And I believe it is because of everybody that does practice here. Um, people are always stirring up the spirit. So, of course, they're always raised. Um, so just about any house you walk into, you're going to have some kind of activity. Um, right. I prefer to investigate out of Salem for that reason because it's, I'm obviously going to, you know, it, it, it's fun sometimes, but you want to get out of your realm, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I go to the surrounding towns or a little further north. Um, but I, I've, I've investigated many homes in Salem, and, and it's very fun. It's very, very um, interesting, actually, because, you know, sometimes you will get old, um, you know, uh, spirits that actually speak an English tongue, you know. Um mm-hmm. And you know the old ways, and and so it, it's kind of cool to get that on your on your recorder, you know. Um, but Salem is it's very active. Um, restaurants are active. I mean, Victoria Station down the street, I go all the time. Um, that place, I'm telling you, if I could get in there at night, the interesting things that you would find because that the bathrooms alone, you'll go in there by yourself, thinking someone's in the bathroom with you, hearing someone moving, coughing, you know, even might say something. And you'll 
come out of the stall and you look and then you look under and it's like, wait, I'm by myself. <laughs> no, I much prefer to be in the bathroom by myself. It's not just, you know, that regular people hear this as well. Uh-huh. You know, so meaning the people that aren't into the spirits, they come out like, that just happened. <laughs> You're talking about energy, Kelly. Um, obviously, um, the first time I was over, we just caught the beginning of the, uh, I think we were there right at the start for the very first parade um, of the October Halloween season. And, of course, everything for, for that month of, of October is focused in Salem with the parades, uh, all the stalls be decked out, lots of things going on. Does that change the energy uh, that you experience inside the town? Yeah, and does it, it change the paranormal activity? It makes activity? the energy a little more crazier actually. Because right. um, you figure, you know, we go from your regular town, you know, uh, you get your, some tours here or there, and then as soon as October hits and that parade starts, the energy just lifts. Um, everyone gets in better spirits, so to speak. Um, and it is, it is more active. My house is very, very active in October, and I believe it's from all the energy coming here, all the people's energy, the enthusiasm of them. They want to know about the witches and the ghosts and the pirates and all that and you know and so they they the energy gets raised you know just like in anything if you're doing a ritual by yourself energy is going to be raised but if you do it with five or six more people that energy is going to be more intense and you're going to have even more of a result so that's basically what happens in Salem is the energy just gets higher and higher and higher so by the time October 31st comes it's crazy and then boom everyone's gone in the city energy goes like, where do we go now? And so it, it lingers, and then all of us are sitting here with this leftover energy, you know, <laughs> kind of like residual, uh, you know, stuff. And so, yeah, it does. It, it does affect uh, the city with all, all the people. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, Kelly, was that when you do investigate in Salem, do you find that the spirits actually recognize you? They do. They do, and it really depends on what spirit's coming up. I mean, if you had watched, first of all, if you watched Ghost Adventures with Christian and I, you'll notice that the spirit was calling out Christian's name, you know. Um, oh, that's on right, the yeah, on the, on the uh, ghost box, yeah. Yeah, on the ghost box, and then we had, well, what's the warlock's name? And they said Christian, and then they went, gay. So, I mean, yeah, they, they know us, we're here. Um, yeah, we did. You know, we did that at the uh, lighthouse with Steve, and he got a raspberry, so uh, they know him that's too. Perfect, I mean, yeah. That's they know him too, Kelly. Um, every time we went to the when we were at the fort, uh, Ron gave me one of these uh, spirit boxes to use, and every time I asked a question, all it would it just blew an electronic raspberry. Um, it seems that the uh, co- colonial troopers there didn't like the English accent. Um, it responded all right for the uh, for the American. Uh, the American investigators, but every time I asked a question, it just uh, blew me an electronic raspberry. So uh, I'm guessing that was a comment. Well, it's funny, th- funny thing is, actually, this, a very similar thing happened in Ireland. Um, when we were uh, in Southern Ireland, we were we, the group there had um, a ghost box that was, again, not playing ball with me, um, but working well enough with the Irish investigators. Mm-hmm. So. You think that's guess, a hint, Steve? Yeah, well, I think I'm going to have to be more selective or, or going to find a place where it's more English-friendly, where we haven't conquered and, and, and upset yeah, everybody. I think you just need to lighten up a little bit. I think that's your problem. I'm very light, but, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. it might be a historical problem because, we, you yeah, know, yeah. At, at the case of the fort, we were dealing with colonial troops, even though it was a British-built fort, but 
we were dealing apparently with colonial troops and the same in Ireland when we were at a castle that I mean the Irish were oppressed by the British for, for you know quite some time uh, there's a long history of revolution in both the United States and also um, the, the Republic of Ireland and you know perhaps the spirits aren't quite as forgiving as their modern counterparts whatever I, I remember what the I remember that ghost box at the uh, at uh, Spectral Evidence uh, at the Hawthorne Hotel, and we had Mari Mari in there. And of course, those who know Mari know that she's a channeler, and uh, it came through several times. That called it a witch, and uh, and uh, you know I says, well, what should we do? And they said, burn. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was uh, it was a whole little thing. Every time she talked about it, uh, we we talked about Maureen. It would say witch, and then it would say burn. So there you go. Even though they didn't burn any witches in Salem, must be some didn't left. Burn any witches in Great in England either is. Uh, in fact, I was only writing the slide for that the other day to redress the historical balance. Burning witches was very much a European pastime. Not pastime. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Predominantly, you know, it was the Germans that were, I mean, they were the main offenders. Um, mm. The Germanic sort of nations were the great, uh, the great offenders and witch burners. Uh, in fact, even the number of witches executed uh, is quite fascinating. Um, I'm, again, part of the talk for Spirit Quest, but the numbers are actually quite low. Um, most of them were, were very rarely tried for witchcraft, uh, in the, particularly the earlier, in the earlier trials. Um, they were usually done for lots of other things, like vagrancy and, and uh, treason a whole raft of other crimes um, mm -hmm. very rarely uh, until the 17th century where people although the, the, there were there were laws in place but people were very rarely tried or uh, prosecuted for witchcraft so getting back to uh, Spiritcraft yes Kirsten on, uh, there, is a, there is a duck in the, in the excuse slide excuse me um, I just talked to Kirsten on the chat room. Yes, yeah, there is that's a nice. You can talk to her in the chat room <laughs> so anyway <laughs> speaking about Spirit Quest uh on the 18th, September 18th or 20th, Kelly, it, the outdoor ghost hunter, the Blair Witch ghost hunt. I mean, do you find that that's going to be a challenge for you? No, I don't think so. I, I've investigated outside before, and, um, you know, uh, I, I actually like going outside ghost hunting, especially in, in the woods. It's always a little challenging, though, because you have the animals as well that you have to kind of, that's hard to debunk sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's going to be interesting. Um, and I don't think it's going to be hard at all. I just think it's going to be going to be fun. I, I believe we're going to catch a lot of evidence, um, and I, I look forward to kind of seeing what we all get on both teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, I, I know that we all have uh, we have a couple of flares and, and everything that we'll be using, so that's going to help us. Uh, Team but, Britain uh, are uh, we're, we're going to debunk the animals this year. We're going to use two two rifles. Um, ghosts, of course, you can't shoot a ghost, um, but you can shoot a deer. So if you hear a noise, you shoot. If it stops, animal. Yeah, keeps really. Going. Well, you, you realize. See, that's typical British approach: to shoot first, ask questions later. You realize, that, of course, that 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 was the beginning of the Bell Witch, uh, which is also a presentation I'll be giving at Spirit Quest as well. And that's exactly how the Bell Witch situation started, uh, them shooting. Uh, so it may not be a good idea. It worked for the Americans in Northbridge. No, not quite. <laughs> 
Uh, no, not quite. <laughs> you did. I've read not the history. Quite. I was at the yeah. old manse, and we had the presentation of the history and the American shot first, and it worked for you guys. You got your independence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taxation with representation. No, 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 no. You massacred him in Boston. You shot boy, first. Boy, did you get representation and taxation. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're amused by yourself today. <laughs> wait, wait till his wife gets home. Uh, she brought me to gin. I'm going to do all the radio shows on gin from now on. Oh, you'll be like, yeah, and that's how she does hers on wine. <laughs> she does all her SPL present. She went down very well at the SPL, but she does all the presentations. No, I'm talking about my Ian. Oh, I see. Gin, uh, yeah. It always works much better, honestly. How do I shut up for a minute? Anyway, Kelly, uh, you also do readings at Omen as well? Yes. Been doing readings at Omen since 2009. Wow. Yeah. And and then, you know, at Hex as well. And mm -hmm. before that, as you know, we did Festival of the Dead. Um, Right. So, so basically, I've been reading in Salem since 2003, 2004. Wow. So, would you would you do readings in Salem and places like Hexanome and, and and the Psychic Fair and so forth? Uh, is there a problem with the amount of energy in, in the town at at the time? Uh, uh, is it more difficult or easier? I kind of work with that energy. You know. You do. Um, yeah, I work with it. Um, over the years, you learn to kind of push away certain energies and just kind of focus on what, you know, what you're doing as the person in front of you or, or whatever. But the, you know, it, it sometimes it, it does get difficult. Like if the shop is very busy, although most of us have curtains in the shop during the month, um, we can kind of block that out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it, it can get a little, it can get a little bit um, distracting if it gets loud around you. Or, right. you know, if you're in the windows, forget it. I, I will not read in the windows in October simply because I'm distracted too easily. <laughs> and there's too many people. You're like a fish. I, I say, welcome yeah. to my fish tank, you know. Oh, chip on. Because yeah. you're like a fish in a fish tank. Everyone's staring at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, so, I would assume it would be difficult. Uh, so, definitely, I mean, when you're doing the readings, though, you don't have spirits uh, associated with Salem and itself coming through? or, or I mean, do they attempt to it. while you're doing that? I've had that happen before, but, um, you, have. you know, just kind of, I'll bring up the spirit and say, well, I'm not sure if this is for you, but I'm going to bring the spirit up because it is, it is around them, you know, so maybe they're walking with the spirit, you know, um, or there's, there's the reason why that spirit decided to show themselves at that time. But yeah, that, that's one part that can be difficult because when I'm reading up to 30 people a day, Spirits are in and out all day long because I am the medium. <laughs> Most of the work comes to me and right. Omen, you know, so it's like I'm sitting here all day or talking to the dead. So sometimes others will slip in, if you know what I mean, and you have to sit there and go, wait a minute, and, and kind of talk to them in your head and say, I don't, I need to know if you're supposed to be here or not because you're not failing it, you know? <laughs> right. So, like, Kelly, yeah. how do you, sorry, Kelly, how? How do you control your personal space? I mean, you know, you have to open up to uh, to, to channeling for the readings, but you know that must be, uh, you know, the sort of you, you must be able to, in some way to to have private time, quiet time, um, 
you know, even during a break or when you go home at night. I mean, are you able to, have you found a, a way in which you can, that you can uh, reconcile this and to, to sort of have these quiet moments for yourself, stop them reading your head? Yeah, um, unfortunately in October, to be honest with you, um, I have a very, very hard time uh, with spirit leaving me alone <laughs> at all during the whole month. So, yeah, there's times when I, I, I'll go to bed and I close my eyes and then it's kind of weird. It's like a concession stand. Like people are walking through my mind and, and looking at me and smiling or talking to me. And it, it, sometimes it's very hard to shut off only because it's a con continuous thing every day almost, you know, except for two days out of the week and they're not side-by-side -side days. So, you know, it seems like you're constantly reading, even when you're sleeping. I come home, I try to, like, you know, have a glass of wine or something to kind of just... And just push this, try and push that energy out of me without it going through my house, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, it it is hard in October. Normally I can do it, like, you know, this time of the year, it's easy to leave the day behind. Uh -huh. But um, in October, that, it gets very difficult to just push it away. It you know, the, um, the, the, the other thing as well of talking about October reminds me that uh, um, one of the, 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 the things that's most impressive to a Brit um, is, of course, the way that you guys do Halloween. And I don't think anybody in – I've been over in America over about five or six Halloweens over the years. And I don't think I've seen Halloween done quite as well in New, as, as it is in New England. And, I, you know, I've seen some of your costumes, Kelly. Uh, I've seen some of Ron's too, and that's, you know, that's a whole different show. Um, but, you know, the effort that goes into these costumes for the parades and everything, it's it, – to us, I mean, you know, we have the kids going around with candy – um, for a little while, um, you know, it's it's a it's a much quieter event. Halloween has it always been quite so big, um, or is is it getting bigger? Is it is it a sort of, uh, is, you know is it a developing phenomena? Well, Halloween, I feel like it's getting bigger and bigger every year, um, especially in Salem. Uh, now we're getting, you know, we we used to just get on foot by train by bus. Now we're getting we're getting actual cruise ships pulling in um, oh, wow. with thousands of people coming off. We're getting four this year. We got one last year, I believe. And this year we're going to have four cruise ships with thousands on each ship every wow. every weekend one pulls in. Holy so it's getting bigger. Um, you does know, that, does that change it? Too because, you know, what's going on in the world today. And now we have all these people just randomly with costumes running around. You don't know who's who. You know, so it's going to be nerve-wracking. It's a patient. Um, but, yeah, I feel like in New England itself, uh, or America even, you know, certain parts, um, it is getting bigger, you know, especially with TV these days, you know, the ghost hunting shows and the, mm -hmm. the witchcraft shows, and people are really into it, and, you know, so they're, they, everyone seems to be more into Halloween this year than they are into Christmas or anything anymore, is, you know? As, as psychically speaking, is that has that changed the, because... You will have worked with spirit over many. Um, forgive me, I'm not, there's no ages in there, but over a lot of Halloweens, I should have said, rather than many Halloweens. Um, this this sort of restyling of Halloween, this commercialization of Halloween, is that changing the way the spirit energy or the or the the nature of Halloween itself as a as a celebration, as a as a festival um, that you know celebrates the, the the turning of the year and a, primarily a religious uh, ritual ceremony for you know for for witches and wiccans 
know, in Salem, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like it's, it's just so natural. It happens every year, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so used to it. Because we're very used to Halloween here, you know. And so I, I think that, you know, the costumes have always been, they just get better because, you know, people can make better costumes now, you yeah. know. Um, I don't think, I think the spirits absolutely love it. They, they right. love it because they can walk amongst themselves, you know, at, basically. And, and so um, I think that, you know, Halloween is just, you know, always going to be big here, you know. Um, and I suggest if you have never come to Salem on Halloween, or at least during the, the month of October, you should experience it at least once, you know. I'm just it's fun. Just looking at the chat room, actually, there's there's quite a few people uh, saying that, um, in their opinion, in their neighborhoods, that Halloween, uh, in the U.S., I'm talking about U.S. neighborhoods, that Halloween is getting smaller. And over here in the U.K., Halloween is actually becoming massive. Uh, we, we have a celebration a few days later on November the 5th, um, which uh, bonfire fireworks, which celebrates the only man ever to enter the British Parliament with honest intent, Guy Fawkes, to try and blow it up. Um, but one is supplanting the other, and the kids here have really sort of jumped onto Halloween. The, the stores have jumped onto Halloween. And so it's becoming really big here in the UK. But it's interesting to see that uh, the American experience is, is a bit dualistic. We have... Uh, some people saying, Kelly saying that it's getting bigger, and some people in their neighborhoods it's getting smaller. So uh, yeah, yeah, well, I guess I mean it would depend on it would depend on where you live, I guess, because over here, you know, it's huge, <laughs> you know. Um, so I'm, I'm not, you know, if you're living out in you know a small town, it probably won't be as big, you know. I mean, it, I guess it just depends on what part of the country you're in. But I know with the part of the country I'm from, it seems to be big. And where I grew yeah. up in Everett, I grew up in Everett, Massachusetts, and um, they, they love Halloween. I mean, they have cookouts on the streets where I used to go trick-or-treating and brought my daughter up there. Um, even when we didn't live in Everett, you know, we'd come there and just to trick-or-treat. And um, Salem is huge in, on Halloween. Um, and, you know, there are some people that kind of don't want to deal with it because they're sick of it. Yeah, you know what it is too. Yeah, I think maybe what they're talking about is is the actual going door to door getting candies because of all the different scares. I think that's down a little bit, but there are. I still think it's a huge holiday. I think it's really bigger. I mean, around here it is, and like I was saying in the chat room, is I was out today and I uh, uh, they already had selling the Halloween stuff already. So, uh, so you're not already going door to door begging for candy, are you? Ron? I always beg for candy. <laughs> Anyways, Kelly, uh, going back to spirit quests, is, is another thing that you and I talked about that we're going to do, and, and I'm kind of excited about this. We're going to have a witch's altar, uh, and yeah. people can actually leave messages. You, you, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. What we're going to do is we're going to call it what's well, going to be the ancestry altar. Oh, basically. wow. What's that? Yep. Yep. And, um, and basically just have, a, you know, Witches altar uh, skulls and, and candles and, and bring pictures of people that you, that have passed over or pets or memor memories that you want to place on the altar for that day or night. And uh, we'll have little pieces of paper there so they can put uh, messages to their loved ones and, at the, and then we'll read them at the end of the night or whatever. When we decided we were going to read them at one point um, and just put them in the fire. Isn't that what we were going to do? Right, I think we're going to probably, at the end of uh, Spirit Quest, uh, that's, we'll read all the messages uh, and, and close Spirit Quest off uh, 
in, in a yeah. ceremony. So it'd be kind of special. Uh, anyways, yeah. that was the bell, which means we got to go. So Kelly, if somebody wanted to get a, a hold of you for a reading or, or investigation, where could they reach you? They can reach me at kellyspangler.com. Okay. To get any, you know, to get a reading, uh, salemspiritseekers.com or Omen Psychic Power in Salem. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, well, Kelly, thank you and I'll see you in a few weeks' time, hopefully. Absolutely. About, Can't wait. About, about two months, huh? Ooh, yeah, about two that. Months. Yay. Less, less. Seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yep. Get your tickets at com. Letter N, letter E, ghostproject.com. Good night, Kelly. Good night, guys. Good night. Well, that was cool. So, anyway, uh, this is, yeah, it's going to be a fun time this year. Of course, it always is. It is, and the location. You know, I guess your your it's like you know you Americans always talk about our castles over here and how cool we are, and you know we surrounded by them. We don't notice, and maybe you know you you use VZ a lot. You, you've got your you know you've got your mission headquarters there. Um, Anyway, that is the tunes, which means we got to go. So, thank Do you, you so much. The atmosphere. Yep, it's got all that cool stuff. But, anyways, so thanks for listening. Tune in next week when we'll be back. Good night. God bless everyone. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. 